Welcome to the Health Uncovered podcast, your go-to podcast for all things health, healing, and what to do next on your health journey. I'm your host, Mercedes Cook, a doctor of chiropractic and a diplomate in chiropractic cranial cervical junction procedures. Each week, my guest and I will be uncovering treatment options and health tips to help you get to the root cause of your health issues. If you're tired of seeing doctor after doctor with no answers, then the show is for you. You'll learn all kinds of healthcare options that you may have not known existed that will help you move forward on your healing journey more confident than ever. I invite you to stay open and curious. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to bring you this episode of the six things that I do for my health now that I wish I knew sooner. I feel like this is the perfect time. We are starting a new year. Most people are looking to better their health or better their lifestyle, their habits, whatever it is. And so I would love to kind of walk you through six things that I really think since introducing these into my life my health and just well-being has absolutely taken a turn for the better. And so in today's episode, the key takeaways are going to be the importance of sleep, not having caffeine before breakfast, what a well-balanced meal actually means, early morning sunlight, showing gratitude, and reading ingredient labels. So I'm so excited to share with you guys these tips that I do and why I think they're important. So let's dive in to number one. You guys, this should honestly probably be its own episode because the importance of sleep, it is basically our superpower, okay? And the amazing thing is that it's free and we all make time to do it. So we might as well do it really well. But let me first start by just telling you why our sleep is important because a lot of times there's been times in my life where I don't prioritize it or I think, oh, you know, I'm young. I can just run on a couple hours of sleep and do all the things. And that's great. But let me just tell you what your body is actually doing when you're sleeping because there's so many crucial functions that are happening. Number one, CSF circulation, this clear fluid, cerebral spinal fluid, it is going and basically clearing the brain, clearing the spinal cord of toxins. So this is circulating all night. A lot of this activity happens during our sleep. And it is so crucial to detoxification and just helping our body function better. So this is one reason why just getting adequate sleep in general is so important. You also have the better quality of sleep that you get, the stronger your immune function. And I feel like we don't think about this a lot, but it actually affects like if we sleep enough and the quality actually affects how our heart functions, it affects our metabolism. And it affects our hormone production when we are getting a lack of sleep. So if you're someone on your health journey that is just trying to just improve overall health, I can't tell you how just utilizing and getting better sleep can be one thing that is a huge game changer. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, Mercedes, that's great. Yes, I understand sleep is important, but I sleep terribly. I just don't get good quality sleep in general. So let me give you some of my best practices, if you will, or things that I do to make my sleep really good. And these would be having consistent sleep and wake times. So I am in this era of my life where I go to bed super early, 
Like I prefer to go to bed at eight, but it normally happens more like 8.30. And I usually go to sleep at the same time and then I wake up early the same time. And I do that every day. It doesn't matter if it's a weekday, a weekend. Like I have a consistent schedule. Your body is going to have better quality sleep when you're not having all these different wake times and confusing your body. And then the next thing is trying not to stare at any blue light or any screens for at least two hours before you go to bed. I know this is super difficult because a lot of us catch up on things before bed or watch a show, watch a movie. And there are ways that you can get around this. Like you can try wearing blue light blocking glasses, see if that helps you. But ultimately having a nighttime routine where a screen is not involved, that's honestly going to get you the best quality of sleep. And then some other things are making sure that your room is dark. There's no light coming into your room. And if you have a light coming from your TV, your alarm clock, get some black tape, cover that up. Any little bit of light is actually going to, again, affect that quality of sleep. And then one big thing that I've started to implement, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the episode, but getting up first thing in the morning. So Daniel and I have created this great practice where as soon as we get up in the morning, we go outside, just us, and we go for a walk, which is great for your marriage, by the way, and also really great to get those early morning rays into your eyes. So we just go on a long walk together, connect, chat, and then also get early morning sun. Doing that is going to help set your circadian rhythm. And again, just in turn, you're going to get better quality of sleep. If you don't have time for a long walk, that's okay. Go sit outside, enjoy, you know, drink your morning water, write in your journal, whatever. Just do it in the morning sun. And then one thing I want to touch on is when it comes to sleep, the actual amount of time that you need, you know, male versus female, and even just you comparing to the next person, everybody needs potentially a slightly different amount. I always thought like, okay, if you get seven to, you know, eight hours, like that's great. But after wearing the aura ring for about a year and a half, I learned for me and my body and the stress that I put on it, if I don't sleep for nine hours, I'm not going to get enough deep sleep, REM sleep, like all the different categories in order for all of those to be optimal. I really should be sleeping for nine hours. And because of having the aura ring and using that tool, I have made it a priority in my life. Again, I go to bed super early. And so I make it a priority to give myself nine hours. So that way each night my sleep is optimal. So you may only need eight hours or maybe you only need seven and a half. The only way to know is actually have a great tracking device to actually count these things and tell you what is happening. So I can't recommend the aura ring enough. I did a lot of research and it is probably compared to the Apple Watch, the Fitbit, all the things. Um, it's probably the most accurate, the least amount of EMFs, which I appreciate. And so that has been really helpful. And you can also track and start to see, you know, every decision you make throughout your day can impact your sleep. So what you eat, what you drink, the amount of stress you have, like all of these things are going to impact it. I was never really a big drinker before, but when I started wearing the Aura Ring, you know, every now and then I would drink a glass of wine here and there, or on the weekends we would go out for a date night and I would have like one or two cocktails, and then I would see how much that would impact my sleep for literally at least two days, and my heart rate would be elevated, my HRV would tank, all of these different metrics of health would start to decrease, and so I really changed and started to shift my lifestyle like 
all how to optimize and get the best sleep possible because when I do get really good sleep, everything is better, right? Like my mood's better, how I show up in the world's better. So I think you guys get the picture. I kind of love sleep. It's one of my favorite things. And it's just a really easy thing that if you take some of these tools and start to utilize them, your sleep will also be great. And then that can just lead you towards, you know, let's say one of your goals this year is, you know, becoming healthier or having better hormone balance, or maybe it's weight loss. Like all of these things will happen and can happen better if you're actually getting yourself proper sleep. So that is tip number one for you. Now I want to move into not having caffeine before breakfast. So for years, I don't even know how many, 10 years, I have been waking up and having coffee first thing. Never even questioned that. That was just like a ritual, right? It's just what we do. We wake up and we have coffee. And so now I learned, I don't know when this was last year, but I was reading some research and talking to a friend who is a health coach. And she was like, she was just mentioning, you know, did you know if you drink caffeine before you have a balanced meal, like before you have breakfast, it actually shoots your cortisol levels high. So you kind of start, you're basically starting your morning by just like shooting your cortisol level, your stress hormone all the way to the max. And then for the rest of the day, having caffeine like on an empty stomach first thing, it is impairing your glucose tolerance. And that's your body's ability to control blood sugar levels. So having caffeine before you have breakfast, it's pretty much setting up for your cortisol levels to be off. So throwing off your hormones, it is also affecting your blood sugar levels, which having stable blood sugar throughout the day is so important to your metabolic health, having a healthy weight and things like that. And so I had no idea that this was potentially harming my health. And so I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. Let's just kind of switch up what we're doing. Let's start having breakfast first and then having caffeine. And I could tell a huge difference in just my energy levels, how I felt super stable, no like, you know, big highs and lows or crashes or anything like that. So there is definitely something to be said for not having caffeine before breakfast. And I've actually shared this tip with a lot of my patients in the office too, because I see a lot of women who struggle with headaches, weight loss issues, and, you know, we're working with them for for upper cervical care. But I like to ask them some lifestyle questions like, is the first thing you do in the morning have just go and have coffee or some sort of caffeine? So I'll ask people to change this habit and they notice significant improvements in just their energy levels and how they go about the day. So I can't stress enough. If you are a coffee or caffeine person, that's great. But have it after you have your breakfast, like have a balanced meal first and then get yourself whatever your favorite beverage is. And if you're a coffee drinker, this is just a little side note. But if you want to drink coffee or really anything for that matter, make sure you are drinking a good quality coffee one that has been tested for mold, it's been tested for toxins, and it is a good like organic quality. Daniel and I started drinking Purity Coffee a couple years ago. It's literally the only coffee brand that we will drink. And so if you are a coffee drinker, definitely make sure you are looking into the quality as well because that, of course, impacts your health. All right, now let's move on to what a well-balanced breakfast really breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
because these are things that I did not think about when I was younger. I would just eat, you know, maybe like two eggs and be like, oh, great. Okay, that's breakfast. Unfortunately, eating two eggs is one, not enough food and it's not uh, necessarily a balanced meal. So when you are eating your meals, think of it in like these three components. Are you including good quality protein? My husband and I do a lot of animal protein and we just make sure that we get it from a good source. And so we do, we make sure we have our animal protein, we have fats, and we have carbs. So making sure we include all of those components. So that way, one, our blood sugar stays balanced. If you're eating, for instance, like just oatmeal and it's mostly carbs, you're going to spike your blood sugar pretty high after that meal. And so you don't want to do that. You want to pair it with healthy fats and healthy proteins. So just thinking about your meals and building your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner around that will be so helpful. If you're someone that's struggling with energy and you're always like, why am I so tired? Look at, you know, especially if, you know, you're like, I try to eat healthy, I try to eat whole foods, and that's amazing. But look at and see, are you actually building a balanced meal or are you just eating a high carb meal that is sort of crashing your blood sugar? So I just recommend paying paying attention to that because until a couple years ago, that is not something that I had on my radar. And there are times where I have counted my macros and I've been really strict with certain things. I'm definitely not in a phase of life right now where I'm like counting my macros, but I know about how much protein, how much fat, and how much carbs I should have every day. I know what my meals should look like. So if you are kind of just starting on that journey, maybe that would be a helpful thing to find out for yourself so you can start building more balanced meals. And then the next thing is, I mentioned it earlier, but sun in the morning. So I'm a little extreme. I try to get sun first thing in the morning by waking up and literally going outside right away, taking a walk. So sun in the morning, I also come home every day for lunch and I normally sit outside with my dogs at least for, you know, 15, 20 minutes getting some midday sun and then also trying to be outside during sunset. By doing this, of course, you want to do this to get vitamin D. Having healthy vitamin D levels is crucial and essential to health. But if you're in that phase of you're trying to improve your sleep, getting out in the sun first thing in the morning and then trying to see the sun like as it sets, it really does help set your circadian rhythm. It's going to help you get to sleep faster. It's going to help your sleep quality be better. I've definitely noticed an increase in my actual deep sleep, like the timing, like how much deep sleep I'm getting ever since I started implementing this practice into my day-to-day. And personally, I'm just like a creature of the sun. Like I love the sunrise. I love seeing the sun as it comes up and getting the rays in the morning. And I also love seeing a good sunset. So these are very easy things for me to incorporate. But at the very least, if you can't, you know, get outside at all times of the day, make sure you at least try to do it first thing in the morning. That can be super, super helpful. And then my fourth thing I want to talk to you guys about is showing gratitude in some way. So I have kind of changed how I do this over the years, but I'll tell you guys what I'm doing right now. So I have something called the five-minute journal, and it is just like a one-sheet page that you open up every day, and you just journal a couple of things. It's super quick, but it asks you, you know, what you're grateful for, and just starting my day off like that every single day and thinking about all the good things, it is 
so helpful. Now, before, you know, years ago, if you would have told me this, I would have been like, okay, great. Yes, I know thinking positive is good and that's all fine and dandy, but like, you know, do I really need to have a gratitude practice every single day? I mean, I think everyone would agree more, like now more than ever, just everything that's happening in our world and the stress that we undergo in just day-to-day life. The importance of having a gratitude practice is probably more important now than ever. And you guys, there are actually studies showing the effects of gratitude and the effects of positive thinking, like your thoughts control so much, so much so that it can actually affect, like there's studies showing people who show gratitude and have positive thinking versus people who don't they actually have better immune function. So you are better equipped to fight disease and things like that, which I think is so incredible. And so why not take a couple minutes of your day, show some gratitude, start the day with some some positive thinking. This has definitely, you know, being a business owner, taking on a lot of responsibility and just wanting to be a high achiever in general, this has really helped me set the tone for my day to just get things off on the right start. So I can't recommend finding some way to include gratitude every day. And it could be as easy, like sometimes I would just ask my husband, like, what are three things you're grateful for? He would ask me, what are three things I'm grateful for? So just saying it out loud. I do really like the the journal prompt. So if you guys are looking for a good journal, definitely check out the five-minute journal. And Lastly, one thing that I want to share, and this was actually, I mean, I think it's very crucial too. And my husband like actually requested, you should definitely talk about this because this is one thing that we both do. We are ingredient label snobs. Like we read every ingredient label. It doesn't matter if it's food. It doesn't matter if it's a beauty product or a supplement or like cleaner for our bathroom. Like we read every ingredient label. And if you are new to reading ingredient labels, let me tell you, it can be a little bit overwhelming because some things you will turn over and look at the label and there are words that you've never seen before. And you're like, oh gosh, or there's literally a hundred ingredients to something that you've picked up. And so let me just give you some basic tips that we started. I mean, we've been reading ingredient labels probably like seriously, you know, over six or seven years now. So we've been doing it for a while. So I feel like it's like second nature to us. But when you're just starting out, it can be super overwhelming. But let's just start with food, for example. Whenever I read an ingredient label, I mean, the first thing I should say is, you know, we always try to have a diet of whole foods, like buying good animal source protein and our fruits, our vegetables, like sticking to mostly whole foods is kind of a staple. But we're human. Like there are times where I buy a protein bar or I want to buy a snack or I buy something that is in a package. And so when I do that, though, I just want to make sure that I'm making the best health choice that I can for my body. And so when I do that, I flip over the label. I'm looking for what kind of oil does it have? Does it have processed oils in it? Does it have seed oils in it? Because if it does, I don't want that. Another big thing that I look for is natural flavors. So I don't know if you guys know this, but whenever you read a label and it says natural flavors, sometimes a company will disclose like, hey, the natural flavor is like this fruit and this fruit. It'll say, but most of the time it will not. It'll say, it doesn't matter if it's organic natural flavors, natural flavors, whatever. This is just a umbrella term telling you that there could be hundreds of different food products, chemicals, non-food products, 
in this snack or bar, whatever the label's for. And personally, I'm not okay with that. I want whatever I buy to be completely transparent. I want to know exactly what I'm putting in my body. And so when I flip something over and it says natural flavors, I do not buy it ever. And if you are, again, if you're just starting to read labels, you're going to start looking and seeing that probably everything you read has natural flavors in it. So let me tell you, you're welcome, friends, because this is going to cut down a lot of things or snacks or whatever that you may have bought previously. But just having that standard for myself of not putting things in my body that I have no idea what is under that natural flavors umbrella. Again, it's just a thing that I do for myself because what I put into my body is so important to me. So I'm not going to just blindly hope that this company has my best interest by only putting natural things because unfortunately, most of the time that is not true. And so again, looking for the oils, looking for that natural flavors label on there. Um, We talked about sticking to whole foods mostly. And in reality, use the rule of when you are looking at an ingredient label, especially when it comes to food, only pick things that have a couple ingredients in it. Like the list that is longer and longer and longer, there's likely something in there that's probably not ideal for your body or it's kind of jam-packed with preservatives. So thankfully, more and more there are companies coming out with like different snacks and bars that just have like a couple ingredients, which is amazing because that's what we deserve. We deserve a healthy snack that we can grab and something that's fast, but isn't going to necessarily hurt our health. And so those, I would say those are kind of my biggest things. And when reading ingredient labels, like I feel like a lot of people you know, in the health and wellness industry now, like if something's organic or if something's gluten-free, that does not automatically make that food healthy or good for you. So always keep those things in mind. Like, of course, I try to buy things that are organic, but again, the actual ingredient label is super important because I want to know how many preservatives are in it. I want to know how many ingredients are in it. And even though this thing is organic, is it actually healthy for me? So don't be kind of fooled by these keywords of organic, gluten-free, you know, sustainable, like whatever they put on the the label, just flip it over, start looking at the ingredient list because it can be really powerful and your health and how you feel in your body can change significantly when you start kind of raising the standard for what you allow to go in it. So, my friends, those are my six health tips that I wish I would have started to do long ago. And I hope that they're really valuable for you as well, especially if you are just starting out and you're wanting to make these little changes. Like all of these changes that we talked about today, they're free. You can do them at home. They don't take that much time. So really consider starting to build these healthy habits. So that way this year in 2024, this will be the best health year that you've ever had. All right. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this information was valuable and that you share it with a friend or family member who is struggling to find answers to their health issues and they want help moving forward with their healing journey. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow me on Instagram at drmercedescook. To request a consultation to work together, head to uppercervicalsd.com. I appreciate you tuning in and I look forward to seeing you here next week to dive into the next topic together.